Hello, 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 and welcome back to The Objective of Battlefield Podcast. My name is Brad, your host. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. I know it's been two weeks since my last podcast. Uh, so I suppose as part of my announcements, uh, I might as well just put it out there. That's probably what my schedule is going to be uh, for the foreseeable future for this podcast, seeing as there's very little in the way of Battlefield news to go over as far as the new game goes. Although I did uncover uh, uh, some little tidbits uh, that I had not previously seen, so I'm going to talk about those. Uh, so yeah, so thanks for coming back. Thanks for downloading. We're on whatever platform you're listening to, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Bradley Lance. That's all one word. At Bradley Lance on Twitter. You can follow the recording of this podcast. You can tune in live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dubfire33. I have yet to consolidate all my social media shit uh, because I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> and I, that's, it seems like a pretty daunting task, obviously, uh, honestly, to uh, just sort of normal normalize my usernames across all platforms. Uh, so... I don't know. I'll get. I don't know if I'm gonna get. I don't know if I'll ever get around to it or not. I, I might try. It's. It's. If I mean, if you're listening to this, you. You. You know. You know. There's Steam, Battle.net, uh, Origin, uh, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter. All the. I, I got. And and I've been doing this shit for years. I've been a computer nerd for fucking twenty years. So I mean, I've changed up my usernames all over the place. So. I don't know. Maybe I'll get around to doing that. I know it's it's better for it's better for exposure, easier for people to find you and all that shit. I know. So I don't know. I'll eventually get around to it. I'm totally getting off track here. Um, so yeah. So as part of uh, some announcements I have about the podcast, I'm gonna go every two weeks. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, I. Thank you. I, I uh, so I hope you're not too upset. You're probably not going to be too upset that I'm really going to do it two weeks. There's more than enough other podcasts, I'm sure, for you to fill your time, other than my shit podcast. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, every two weeks until until we get more until I get more battlefield stuff to talk about on a more regular basis basis and more you know actual uh, you know. Uh, Subs things of substance to talk about in terms of the game, in terms of news and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, you know, every other week uh, I'll do kind of the same thing I've been doing, talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, I've got a few things I want to talk about in tonight's podcast for sure. Um, but I I think we definitely have to start uh, with some news uh, of, you know, real importance as it uh, pertains to the real world. Uh, so uh, September 18th, 2020, we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, uh, at the age of 87 tonight. Uh, she was 
only the second woman and only one of three women to ever serve on the U.S. Supreme Court uh, when she was nominated by Bill Clinton and subsequently uh, approved. That's not the right word, I know, to uh, be on the Supreme Court, but it's, uh, it's a sad day. It's a very sad day. She was absolutely an, an incredibly positive, intelligent, wonderful American. A truly wonderful American woman. And the work that she did with the ACLU and the rights that she's fought for for women in terms of being seen as equal in the law and just and and just the sort of equality she sought for women everywhere not just you know obviously in the United States but you know the kind of things that she did resonates throughout any society it has to so uh just it's uh it's it's really it's a really unfortunate thing and of course I won't try I'm not going to get too political about it but given the timing and where we're at and everything else going on in the country right now it's uh it's incredibly unfortunate timing it's an incredibly unfortunate timing when any you know anyone passes away obviously but uh so yeah so that's uh I can, there's no way I could you know do this podcast without bringing that up considering that it just happened today and it's uh it's pretty it's uh, it's a very topical thing to talk about right now obviously uh but i won't get too much more into that because that's not what this podcast is for this podcast is more for talking about you know video games and other kind of frivolous bullshit but uh that's just you know something to uh keep in mind though in terms of just some real news about things that are going on right now so anyway uh so a couple of things i wanted to talk about tonight um a little bit of battle actually a little bit of battlefield news uh i did find a article posted on a website called pocket lint okay uh, that was actually posted on August nineteenth, uh, and I and I learned something from this article that I had not known that um, apparently Electronic Arts uh, did some kind of uh, reveal. Well, not reveal, but it was just some sort of showcase uh, for sort of all their next gen, you know, stuff that's going to go on all their next gen games and and all that stuff and. Uh, Turns out there was actually a small little snippet of footage in there that looked like test footage. And by test footage, like it was, there was no textures. There was no, there was no, uh, it was just a kind of a black and white, you know, 3D modeled thing. Uh, but it was of a, a building collapsing and, in there were a whole bunch of like sort of little people running around on the ground next to the building, and the speculation is is that very well could be some test footage from some very early builds of the new Battlefield game. Um, 
whether it is or not, you know, for sure, we don't really know. Um, but if it is, it's it's somewhat intriguing, actually. Um, and to give credit to the uh, the person who wrote the article, I'm paraphrasing some of the stuff that's in the article. Uh, some things to think about for the next Battlefield game will be player count. Uh, if you take, you know, the kind of things that have been done in Warzone, the Call of, you know, the, the Call of Duty free-to-play BR, uh, you know, and Apex Legends and Fortnite and stuff like that, uh, player the, the the amount of players in a single game on, you know, on, on a single map, if you will, uh, has seen a massive jump, really. And it's not something that had really occurred to me, actually. Uh you know that there were that many people. I guess I just, I guess in the court over the course of gaming, I guess I didn't really think about the fact that those player counts had increased so much, but they really have. Um, especially if you think about the kind of player counts that we were getting in Battlefield Four, even just Battlefield One and Battlefield Five. Uh, you know, six uh, sixty four v sixty four. So that's you know. 128 players 128 players that's a lot of players but when you start talking about 150 it doesn't seem like a huge factor to jump from 128 to 150 but it kind of is and then you talk about the possibility of 200 players uh you know being in a, a lobby at the same time to play on a map so now you got the so now you're talking about this possibility of like 100 players versus 100 players uh being a possibility for the next battlefield game which is pretty interesting really uh just in terms of the kind of the size of the maps, you know, the, and how it'll affect gameplay and all that kind of stuff, and the animation itself of the building collapsing was pretty detailed. It was, uh, it just kind of showed a corner and like a big section of the building sort of just kind of crumbling off, but it really had a level of detail that was not seen in Battlefield Four or even One or Five, just in terms of seeing the rubble and seeing just you know the really right down into like you know seeing the pieces of the building fall away with like this realistic look to it uh battlefield 4 had battlefield 4's destructibility was cool and it was definitely something that was a big part of gameplay but it also it didn't look particularly realistic you would you know if you shot it you know shot used a tank to shoot the side of a building you know you'd see that you know, there'd be kind of a big explosion and then uh then the wall would be gone and there'd be rubble on the ground but you didn't like really see like kind of a level of detail of you know like specific there it was all very sort of cookie cutter you know uh cookie cutter ways that the buildings would be you know would uh, be destroyed they were, you know, obviously the way it was coded is if you shot the side of a building, this section of the wall disappeared and, you know, so, and, and each building kind of had its own different way that it would get destroyed and you kind of, and in the course of playing the game and of the countless hours that I played it, it got to be a little, not like annoying, it just, but like that sort of a, uh, that immersiveness that you kind of got from the game sort of got lost because the more it's like, yeah, I just, I've destroyed this building a million times. I know exactly how it gets destroyed. So, you know, you kind of lost that a little bit. So the idea that a brand new engine and some of the new technology that they can incorporate to like really make 
the buildings get destroyed in sort of you know very detailed ways without just these like sort of cookie cutter pieces of the buildings being torn off or being blown up it would uh it would, that would uh, that's uh, it could be very intriguing it would look probably really cool you know to see uh, to see what they do there uh so that's something uh but other than that that's the that's it as far as any other new battlefield news total radio silence as i'm sure they're I'm sure they're working on it uh i mean we like i talked in a previous podcast about we definitely did get a time frame for when they'll be releasing a new game and it's definitely going to be in 2021 whether it's mid or later around this you know september october 2021 we don't know yet but um i don't know hopefully summer a summer release of a brand new battlefield game would be kind of nice actually next year so so that's it for any battlefield news and uh next thing i wanted to talk about tonight was i want to talk um, is bear with me i'm still still working at this trying not to jumble my words but i'm doing it anyways and trying to sound fluid and stuff like that i'm doing this by myself okay in my friend's house and so if you do hear talking in the background that's just my friend and his girlfriend playing uh cards anyway uh so i was going to talk tonight about building pcs specifically uh in the discord uh that i frequent which happens to be the drop shot a call of duty podcasts discord uh look it up and join the fucking discord you're welcome uh there is a tech support section and a lot of talk about uh you know it's it's a tech support section so there's just tons of talk about building pcs uh you know questions about gpus cpus motherboards all that stuff questions about building pcs um Lots of people, it turns out lots of people are trying to build PCs in the past few months, whether it be COVID lockdown or, you know, which is probably likely what it is, or it could be that the guys who host the Drop Shot of Call of Duty podcast are PC master race nut jobs and try to, they pretty much convince everyone to build a PC, which is fine because a PC is, it's absolutely always better than a console. Uh, So I wanted, I was going to talk a little bit about, just sort of the general kind of things I think of as sort of good tips for building a PC in terms of choosing a CPU, choosing a motherboard, GPU, memory, all that kind of stuff. Um, I won't get in, I'm not going to get into too much detail and I don't think I'm necessarily going to, you know, solve a ton of problems for anyone, but I think I could just kind of give, if you want to listen to this, and I think you might be able to get some good guidelines out of out of it as to what to look for, what you should spend, you know, and as you know, and and if you're afraid of how to build a PC, if you don't think you know how to build a PC, you you can absolutely build a PC. You can do it yourself if you really want to. If you watch a YouTube video. It's, you know, and if you watch it, obviously there's going to be a ton of YouTube videos on how to build a PC, 
once you figure it out, it's really not. It's just it's just like plugging a bunch of shit in. It's just plugging a bunch of shit together. It's a little bit more complicated than that because you do have to, depending on your case, you got to screw your motherboard to the case and you got to mount your power supply and all that kind of stuff. But so I'm not going to get too much into that because that's like I said, you can find YouTube videos on how to build your PC. But in terms of you know sort of general guidelines as to what you want to buy for your PC. There's one pretty hard and fast rule that you kind of have to follow. And basically that rule is, it's not really a rule, it's more of a state, it's more of a phrase, but it really holds true. This particular phrase really holds true to building PCs more than anything else you could possibly apply it to. And that phrase is, you get what you pay for. And it, not just in terms of quality, obviously there's that too. You don't have too many options. Obviously, you only have two options when it comes to CPUs. You've got Intel or you've got AMD. Uh, but obviously, there's all sorts of different you know qualities of cases and memory and hard drives and stuff like that. It's more about if you want to spend if you if your budget's only a thousand dollars that's fine you can build a pretty good pc for a thousand dollars problem is it's not gonna be a viably powerful pc pretty much three years after you buy it it's not gonna you're not gonna run newer AAA release games very well if you only spend a thousand dollars on your pc uh, now it depends on what you're budgeting for also too. I generally always tended to budget for the PC itself, like something and plus a monitor. So if you, but if we're talking specifically just about a PC, a thousand dollars is going to get you a pretty decent PC, but it's not going to, it's just not going to be good for a very long time. You can... Mix and match the sort of parts you want to buy based on price. But ultimately, the one piece that I feel like, and this this may be contrary to what a lot of people think, but ultimately, the one piece of the PC that actually really is that you probably want to spend the most money on is actually the CPU. If you want your computer to be viable for a long time, that's it's truly is its core. It's the central processing unit. Uh, it's they can get really expensive, obviously, when you start getting in. And I, I may not be the best person to be talking about this right now because I haven't bought a new a new CPU in like six years. But what I bought when I did buy a CPU six years was an i five forty seven sixty, I think. I I don't know if that's the I'm pretty sure that's right. It was it's an i5 4760 and it was the the specific model with uh the most amount of cash on the chip that you could get. So it was essentially it wasn't an i7. i7s were more expensive and a little bit more powerful, but I wanted to save a little bit of money, so I got the best i5 I could buy. And that chip and that in my computer is still pretty viable. To this day, six years later. So that really is ultimately what you want to when you're budgeting your PC and what you're and when you're gonna figure out what you're gonna spend, start with your CPU. Start with that 
as your beginning point and decide what you're going to spend on that. And then start going around the CPU. Next, really, it, motherboards. Motherboards, I, the specs on motherboards are all pretty much the same unless you're going to start getting into bus speed, which is uh, you know the, the clock speed at which the information travels between components on the motherboard, stuff like that. Uh, but those don't change too much between the price points. Or maybe they do. I don't know if they do these days. Again, I this might not. Have, I maybe should have done some research before I started talking about this because I haven't looked up new components in a really long time. Uh, but I know for a fact that mother. You know, I generally whenever I was buying a motherboard, I generally went by reviews and a price point. You know, do I need to spend the most amount of money on the motherboard? Not necessarily because you don't. If you if you, people who are gonna spend build uh uh you know or buy a motherboard that's incredibly expensive maxed out in terms of the clock speed and the cash that's on it and stuff like that the, generally you're probably buying maybe building a pc to be like a, a graphics workstation or something like that that's not super crucial to good gaming um so start with your cpu then look for a decent motherboard you know i feel like you could probably get away with spending hundred I think I spent two hundred dollars on my motherboard and I'm pretty sure you can even spend somewhere as low as 150 dollars and get a pretty decent motherboard so uh, you if you in 2020 if you're looking to build a new PC now you're extremely lucky that you don't have to buy a hard disk drive an HDD because fuck those things <laughs> Uh you are you are incredibly fortuitous that you'll never have to fucking deal with those things. They, for the, a very, very long time, were pretty much the only viable storage option for your computer. Uh, and they were mostly pieces of garbage. Not in the sense that they broke or anything like that. They were just fucking dog shit slow. They were always the bottleneck for a PC. Nowadays, you get to buy you. You're all you kids, all you dumb shit kids get to buy uh, SSDs, solid state drives, and they're only getting better, which is great. Uh, a few years ago, the technology for solid state drives was pretty sus, suspect. Uh, so, but they're getting better all the time, and you're getting more and more capacity for less money. So. Only reason nowadays, yeah. The only reason nowadays to buy a hard disk drive is just if you're. I can't even even fucking think of a reason you would buy a hard disk drive anymore. Actually, they're probably completely well, not totally obsolete, but like for gaming PCs, there's no use for them. The only, I you know, if you're just if you want very now, they're very reliable. That's the thing. They are very reliable. Um, you can pretty much run them over with your fucking car. And as long as the actual disks themselves are physically intact, your information's safe. It's they're on there. Uh, so in terms of reliability, if you just if you want a very reliable storage, you know, option, you have a hard disk drive. But other than that, you get a solid state drive because they're fucking fast as hell. So you don't have to worry about that. Memory, the actual memory chips themselves. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's it's memory. Just spend, buy whatever, buy, figure out what you want, whether you want eight gigs or 16 gigs. 
uh, you know, if you if if you're looking to keep your budget down a bit, you can get away with eight gigs. Eight gigs is not really going to hurt you at all. Um, I you know, but if you can, and if you can find a good price on memory, then you want to get sixteen, just to have that room, you know, for the game, you know, the games you're playing to really be able to, uh, you know, not get bottlenecked in the memory. But generally, I don't even think you would. Even eight gigs, I think, is probably fine these days. Um, so again, as far as the memory goes, keep it cheap. You know, just you know, figure out what price point is going to work for you and go from there. Uh, and the same, really, it's the same thing with GPUs too. It, not exactly the same thing, obviously. You can't. You don't want to just buy some hundred and fifty dollar GPU, obviously. Um, but like I said, if if you want to, if you're if you're not going to spend much, you absolutely can spend around a thousand dollars, and you can build yourself a pretty decent PC, and you can absolutely do it. If you if you go, I find one of the best resources for looking at GPUs and getting an idea of what good prices are and comparing is I use Newegg.com. Newegg.com is excellent. You can you know customize all of your search options you know to a degree to where you can like really get a you can get a really good look at all the options and all your price points and all your performance specs and all that stuff and then really start to compare them it's it's what i did actually when i bought what i i decided on my rx 5700 xt uh i was i fucking for a couple days just Went back and forth, comparing specs, comparing performance. Like, what kind of price am I going to spend? What do I want to do with that? You know, that, that. so. But ultimately, the like I said, the key really is is the more you spend, the longer that PC is going to be viable for you, especially with the CPU, and this, you know, especially with you know the motherboard and how much RAM you buy. Uh if you if you if you have the budget and you can spend around two thousand dollars, you know you're gonna buy yourself a, a really nice fast CPU, a really nice motherboard, a seven hundred and fifty watt to a thousand watt power supply, which is the way to go just to be safe because these fucking GPUs these days are fucking power hogs. Uh, you know a terabyte SSD, uh, CD-ROM drives. I don't. The, I still buy CD-ROM drives for my PCs. I don't know why. I don't think it's even necessary anymore. But I think they are kind of. I think they're somewhat necessary because I think it's still the easiest way to just do a new install of Windows. So, excuse me, I had to take a drink of my beer. So that's really all this for all the stuff that gets talked about and tech support and all these questions like. All that's really, it really comes down to what you decide you want to spend and how you feel like you can live with how long your PC is going to be viable for. But here's the thing. If you do decide to build something on the somewhat on the lower end of a, a budget, $800 to $1,000, you, you absolutely can extend the life of your PC with a new video card down the road. I did it. I think I talked about it on my last pod, my last podcast. I've got six year old. I've got a six year old computer, and when I bought a brand new video card, the AMD RX fifty seven hundred XT, 
it's it was like it's not a whole brand new computer, but it plays the newer games great. I couldn't believe it. It was I was it was like really surprised how I was a little afraid it wasn't like I mean I because it was I spent a lot of money on that card and I'm thinking. Man, if the games don't really play well, like this, you know, because my CPU and motherboard are so old and they're just bottlenecking the shit out of this, that's going to really suck. But it worked out just great. It really, it's it's absolutely extending the life of my PC. Although not for very long. I suspect that early next year, I'm probably going to upgrade to a brand new CPU and motherboard and RAM and stuff like that. Maybe a whole new case. I've had this case for a long time. So, you know, it's it's not getting that new mother, getting that new uh, GPU down the road isn't going to, you know, give you, give you another three years out of your PC or anything like that. But it definitely helps extend the life of your PC for at least a little while. So that's something to think about. Um, and, of course, you got tons of options now, uh, you know, with... Uh, the new so the new Nvidia cards were just released, I believe, or they were the the orders were just uh, were made available today for people to order the new ones. So the last generation of cards are gonna go down in price big time, and those are a really good set of cards. But if you want to spend five hundred dollars to get in the door on an, on a new Nvidia thirty thirty seventy, then that's a card that's gonna be good for a long time. But don't but don't cheap out on the CPU. That's the problem. That's a good video card is going to get you a long way, but let, ultimately you really do need to spend the money on a good CPU. Or like I said, if you go on the lower end, down the road, that new GPU will, will help you out. Um, and don't, don't sleep on AMD cards either. I know a lot of people seem, love NVIDIA. They, I talked about this on the last podcast too, I know. But... Uh, don't sleep on AMD cards. They're great cards. My that card I bought, granted I spent oh, like if about five hundred dollars on it. <laughs> it's a it, it, the fifty seven RC. It's fucking it, like it, my it smokes Call of Duty with no problem. Which brings me to the other thing I wanted to talk about. I'm glad I remembered. I almost fucking forgot. I was gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about frame rates because this is another issue that gets brought up quite a bit. Uh, in the Discord and just, you know, in gaming discussion in general. Uh, you know, what's a, you know, what kind of, you know, well, how much, you know, how many frames per second uh, am I going to get when I play this game if I build this kind of PC or how many frames per second am I going to get this, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's the age old debate. It's like, well, well, you know, you only need 65 frames per second or like the human eye can only see so many frames per second, blah, 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 which is true to a certain point. We only detect a certain amount of frames per second, but that doesn't mean that 150, 200 frames per second per second doesn't look better than 60 frames per second. It does. There's no question it does. You can and you can tell that it looks smoother. But here's the thing: you could play any first-person shooter game you can think of, and if you could play, and this is sort of a the, this is a sort of a theoretical. Uh, exercise you know in frames per second if you if if you could theoretically get a computer to play a game at say 68 frames per second never anything less never not even not a stutter not even to 67.9 frames per second like this computer no matter 
how high you turn up the settings, no matter how low you turn up the settings, whatever, the game will all the game will constantly run at 68 frames per second. That game will look perfectly silky fucking smooth. Absolutely. There's no question about it. 68 frames per second is smooth. 65 frames per second is smooth. Does is 200 frames per second look pretty fucking smooth? Yeah, it looks pretty fucking smooth too. But here's the problem. And here's where people, a lot of people, get way too caught up in trying to, you know, maximize the frames per second they can get. If you, so like I said, 65 frames per second is really fucking smooth. And if you never dropped below 65 frames per second, like not, like I said, not even to 64.9.999, never, like if, then you're never, guess what? You're never going to see stutter. You will because you didn't drop any frames. You never dropped the frame rate once. Issue is, is so many people like to try and and if you're pushing your frame rate, you know, because you're you, you bought the best badass GPU and you got a badass computer, and then you play a game with all the settings turned off, fine, because you just want it to look super smooth. But here's the problem: even if your computer is powerful enough to push a game to 180 frames per second. The problem is, is even with all the settings turned off, every once in a while, you are going to drop some frames. And when you drop frames, you get stutter. That's just, that's it. It's, it's as simple as that. Now, is it like an amount of stutter that like, you know, what 40 frames per second looks like or like 55 frames? No, it's not like that kind of stutter, but it's still a stutter. It's still a little moment. In t- it's still a little moment in the point you were playing a game when, oh, look at me, look at my 180 frames per second. But every once in a while, like the someone else jumps onto the screen and a grenade goes off, and someone else jumps on the screen, they're shooting, and like maybe there's some kind of rendering going on in the background because of the part of your map around, where boom, you just you you go from 180 frames a second and you drop to like 150 frames per second. 150 frames per second is really smooth. But that 30 frames a second drop, that's a stutter. You always, you're, so that's the problem. You can't, you don't want to, you don't want to think in terms of how can I maximize my frames per second. What you want to think of in terms of getting a smooth gameplay is you want to think, okay, how can I get my game to run at the same frames per second as consistently as possible? That's it. That's how that's going to be the smoothest gameplay experience you could possibly get. Now, there's lots of ways you can do that. There's, you know, in lots of, everyone everyone says they hate VSync. Don't ever use VSync. Well, guess what? It actually makes your game look fucking smoother. If you get all if you tweak your settings just right and you and you VSync the the frames per second, then your game never tries to push like for instance, okay, so for instance, my again, I got my new GPU, but I've got an old computer. So I tweaked my monitor settings to actually only it's a 144 megahertz monitor, but I tweaked it to only go to 120 uh, in Windows and actually in the monitor settings itself. So I tweaked that, and then in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, I, uh, there, you actually get a setting in there to select what refresh rate your monitor is. So I select 120, and then I select VSync. And then I 
I don't have, every, and then I kind of tweak my settings from there. And I turn some settings on. I don't play with like all the settings turned off because I actually like my game to look kind of good. You know, God forbid. I've, you know, uh, and I found, and with all my settings turned just right, and with, with my game not trying to push the frames per second past 120, I like it. Th my game runs amazingly smooth because I'm not trying to ever push it past because with my computer if I was trying to push 150 frames per second it's it's not it's it's barely ever it, it can get 150 frames per second if I'm like sitting still and there's nothing going on on the screen and someone's not trying to shoot me and I'm not trying to shoot someone else you know what I mean like it could do it and it could get up to around 150 frames per second but because my computer isn't quite powerful enough it's gonna drop drastically but anyone's computer is gonna do that too if you try if you if you're no matter how powerful your computer is if you turn vsync off and you try to max out as many frames per second you're gonna get drastic drops the higher the, the you know the higher the peak you hit the 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 larger the margin is of you know between the drop that you're gonna see because you're even as powerful as your computer is, you're gonna have drops because sometimes it's just gonna it's shit's gonna go crazy and it's oh there's a whole bunch of shit going on and you're gonna drop a bunch of frames and it's gonna look like stuttery and maybe a lot of people are gonna say oh I'm not gonna notice it yeah but you are gonna notice it because there's a stutter any kind of when you drop that many frames per second it's just a stutter so really you only really want to try to just you know a hundred frame a hundred frames per second is more than enough. It's not you're not gonna play any worse. Someone does not have an advantage over you because their computer's doing 200 frames per second. It's just not, especially if your game never drops to 99 frames per second because your computer's so power. You know, your computer is powerful enough it can hold that 100 frames per second without breaking a sweat, and you're never gonna see any stutter. It's gonna be perfectly beautifully smooth, and you could even have some settings turned on so that your game actually looks good. So that's something to think about when it, you think about frames per second. You don't have to get crazy and try to, like, you know, have 300 frames per second. That's not, I know, there's some people out there that think it's like you, you get the advantage. And there's no question that was something that was a massive advantage way back in the day. And I'm talking way back in the day when you had guys playing Quake you know, with that they would set the res. I remember guys talking about playing Quake and other like you know 3D games back then. We're talking almost you know 20 fucking years ago. Setting the resolution to like the lowest resolution possible, and you know all the textures turned off and all that shit, so that they would get the most. You know, and back then that would definitely be a bit of an advantage because it was so new and people. And shit, okay, playing a first-person shooter game with your mouse was new back then, okay? So getting the fastest, you know, most, you know, the, the, the smoothest game you could possibly get gave you an advantage in, in those Quake games. And and I want to say that in even an Unreal Tournament and shit like that, people would do it. So, but don't get, don't get caught up in like, oh man, I need to make this computer, you know, I need to... You know, it's spend money if you can spend two thousand dollars on the computer. Obviously, do it because it's just it it it's going to last longer. It's going to be a more viable computer for a long time. But don't get caught up in trying to spend as much money as you can just because you want to push your frames per second through the fucking roof. It's 
It's not gonna. It's not really gonna help you that much. It's definitely not gonna help you that much if you're not that good at the game, anyways, either. Like me, <laughs> okay. You know, so it's like you know, if 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 you're someone like uh, Tanner, uh, Tanner Dropshot, uh, you know, of the Dropshot of Call of Duty podcast, and Razanon too. Razanon's really good. If you're like those guys and you're really like, all you care about is being the best you could possibly be at all times, you know obviously yes a smooth game is going to help you but you don't have to like try to push your computer to those insane frame rates excuse me i had to take another drink of my beer so keep that in mind when you're building your computer get your budget right get the budget you want to spend but oh absolutely the cpu is what is the most important component you're, you're going to buy for that computer to start off with. So, uh, so that's it for that little tidbit. I hope you found some of that use, info useful in terms of building a computer. Uh, and like I said, as I was talking about earlier, putting it together is really not that hard. It's not. It, it, it seems intimidating at first because it's all these components and it's it's oh it's i don't know i've never and it, it can be a little intimidating but you'll get watch a vid you know watch a youtube video you know just start to don't be afraid to mess it you can't really mess it up you have obviously you have to be careful with the motherboard uh and you got to be careful snapping in memory sometimes uh not really these days actually it's all pretty it's all it's all pretty easy to deal with these days actually the way that the components are made they're made pretty solid the, the way they, everything kind of gets put into place. It's pretty easy to figure out. So uh, so I hope you found some of that in, 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 you know some of that useful uh, in terms of when you're going to buy a computer. Uh, I don't really know what else I'm really going to talk about. I guess I was going to talk a little bit about um, Black Ops, Cold War, uh, the new Call of Duty game. It uh, We got beta coming out soon which looks interesting um i don't know i pre-ordered it <laughs> i almost kind of wish i hadn't not really i i do want to play it but i i talked about this a little bit on the last podcast and i'm not a fan of triarch's engine just not uh although i don't know i think it it, it seems like it might it's going to look better than their previous uh offerings it's just there's something about it that looks a little there's like there's that like a detail to it i don't know it's hard to explain but it looks interesting looks like it should be fun i'm curious to see kind of i'm kind of, i'm curious to see what's going to happen with warzone specifically there's been all this talk in the discord over at the drop shot discord about a seamless transition. <laughs> the seamless transition. Because it seemed like what was going on was there was all this, you know, they're doing all this crazy stuff in Warzone. You had guys like Modern, at Modern Warzone on Twitter. Uh, follow him, follow Doug, at Modern Warzone on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, and he's Doug Dagnabbit on Twitch. He's a... Uh, super good you know he's a, a super good it's, yeah nice brad he's an excellent <laughs> uh 
up-and-coming journalist, game journalist, um, and he's done some amazing work. I'm hitting this fucking microphone. Shit. He's doing, uh, he's doing some amazing work uh, digging into what's going on in Warzone and all this kind of stuff, and he's found all this crazy shit going on in Warzone that seemed to like be these clues to Cold War, the next game and all this stuff, so there was all this talk like, oh, I, you know, it's gonna, yeah, well, Warzone is like this sort of go-between between modern warfare and black ops, and so there's just gonna be this seamless transition between the games and shit like that, which clearly isn't the case now. Uh, clearly what we're seeing is, you know, Cold War as a Treyarch game. It's gonna be its own game. It looks like it's sharing some elements with, uh, you know, with the call of duty game oh shit hold on i'm having some technical difficulties with my mic here because this mic boom is a little weird i want this a little higher here we go there we go that's better um it's definitely sharing some elements from modern warfare gunsmith uh the way the gunsmith works feels seems like it feels pretty similar to the gunsmith and modern warfare uh but it seemed like we were going to have this like kind of weird uh almost connection to the games and i still think there will be i still think there will be some sort of connection in modern warfare and black ops through warzone i think but more and more what we're finding out excuse me There is going to be, we've seen menu screenshots of Cold War. We've seen screenshots of the menus. And Warzone is in those menus. So, but we still don't know what that means exactly. So does that mean if you click on Warzone and Black Ops, is it just going to load you into the regular Warzone on Modern Warfare? Which doesn't stand to reason because unless it's going to have the same executable as modern warzone because right because what if you okay if you downloaded warzone which i did i downloaded warzone i first downloaded warzone on my 360 my 360 the fuck it's not 2010 on my xbox one I downloaded Warzone on my Xbox One because uh, I was like, oh, shit, free-to-play Call of Duty Battle Royale. I was like, fucking cool. Check it out. So I download it, and it was a pretty big download. And, of course, brilliant marketing by Activision. I talked about this a little bit before, I think. It's completely freaking brilliant marketing because when you got it, Warzone was like right there, and then the menu worked like to the left. It was like, oh, hey, look over here on the left. Here's the Call of Duty game, Modern Warfare. Don't you want to play this? Like buy this, and you get all these operators for Warzone. And, and at first, I was like, ah, fuck that, because I didn't, I didn't really have any interest in playing Modern Warfare at the time. So I downloaded an Xbox One, and I played it a little bit on Xbox One, and all. The, and then I remember like kind of sitting there playing it, and it actually kind of just like fucking clicked in the middle of like playing. I was like why the fuck don't I have this on my PC? <laughs> I was like, why the fuck didn't I go, why haven't I downloaded this on my PC yet? It's a free-to-play fucking Battle Royale game. So I went and downloaded it on my PC. And you know, so I downloaded it on my PC, and once I started playing on my PC, that's when I was like, okay, 
this game's pretty cool, and I think I like it. So that's when I decided to buy Modern Warfare. So then you buy Modern Warfare, and boom, you kind of the whole thing just kind of comes together. It becomes Warzone, Modern Warfare. It's all there. It's all this one game. And you know you can either play multi, you can campaign, multiplayer, Warzone. And the screenshots of Black Ops look very similar. It looks like there's going to be campaign, multiplayer, Warzone. But it doesn't look like in the the so the news that's been coming out is that it's it's the same war zone, but there's going to be black ops weapons in it, but without the black ops gunsmith and perks options, which seems strange because the the black ops gunsmith and perks options are completely different than the modern warfare ones. So it's hard to say how that's going to work out. But what it's... It seems like they may just leave Warzone behind. Which seems really strange to say. But how... And this is what's kind of been discussed on Tanner and Resonance's podcast is... Like what? At what point are they gonna just like you know continue to say you know just have Warzone around when it's not the newest Call of Duty game, which is Black Ops, right? It's like you've got this brand new AAA title, which is done by a AAA studio in Treyarch, and it's a re it's another reboot. It's I don't know if this one's a reboot. It's hard to say if this one's a reboot because everyone, everything I'm hearing is that the campaign is a direct sequel to the Black Ops 1 campaign. I guess it could still be a reboot in the sense that because it's it sort of is, but that they're just sort of continuing a story from the first Black Ops game. So, but like at what point do you just like have this war zone just sitting over here, you know, getting supported rotting away is it going to get quality of life improvements it sounds like it's going to get a little bit obviously because there's going to be cold you know black ops weapons in it so i don't know it's hard to say i think what the i think something they'll i think there's going to be some kind of connection to black ops and that they'll do stuff in Warzone that will sort of give us these like sort of history lessons as as they pertain to things that happened in, in the Black Ops campaign and how it affects Verdansk, so to speak. The kind of things that we've been finding. All, you know, if, if you follow Modern Warzone and you see what's been going on, the missile silos, the bunkers, all that all that stuff. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's going to be weird to see what Activision does. I've always felt like possibly this is going to become... Like, you know, they may possibly take all Modern Warfare or Call of Duty and Modern Warfare and Black Ops in a completely different, down a completely different path than they have in the past. Because um, if, if you look at the way things went in the past, they just got off the fucking rails with all the different games that came in Infinite Warfare and fucking, I don't even remember what the Advanced Warfare, right? And... Then they had World War II. Then they had World at War. It, um, you know, which is all fine. Uh, but it was just you. You got just, just, just such this crazy, uh, you know, uh, uh, amalgamation of Call of Duty games with no consistency, like whatsoever, as to like what the where the what the franchise was doing with, you know, the the IP. 
Whereas here, they have a chance possibly to sort of... It would be hilarious because it sounds like they may do something that Bungie was trying to do with Activision, but uh, Bungie divorced Activision, as we all know, and went off on their own. And now it looks like maybe Activision has given Infinity Ward and Treyarch and these other studios maybe this sort of... Uh, platform to do something kind of like that. I don't think it'll be quite as involved as like Destiny, obviously, but it seems like it could be because you've you got this kind of almost you've almost got people are gonna fucking probably freak out if you when you just, but you've almost got like an MMO kind of thing going on in Warzone a little bit because you've got this place where you've it's changed. Well, it's not it's not it's not uh, changed drastically but it has a little bit the the stadium right the stadium opened up and they added a train so you've got this place in verdansk that can be you know somewhat of like a little bit of a uh, an azeroth if you will from world of warcraft or you know the the universe of destiny a living breathing changing kind of place where people you know can play out different stories and the kind of shit that might go on in there and how it might pertain to black ops and how it pertains to the events of the campaign of modern warfare i don't know you know i don't know it could be interesting uh you never know that's just that's my thoughts on it that that's kind of how i i think they might what they might do with it i don't know uh so we'll see we'll see how uh We'll see if I like the game. I don't really know. I'm suspecting I might not, because like I said, I'm not crazy about the way the graphics look. But uh, So yeah, well, holy shit, I've been talking for 53 minutes and 42, 43, 44 seconds. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I might wrap it up. Uh, I hope everyone out there is doing okay. I really appreciate you listening. I've been looking at some of my numbers and I've actually been getting some plays, which is kind of interesting considering I'm just doing some stupid little podcast sitting in my friend's room um, in southeastern Michigan <laughs> just talking about video games and stuff. So if you are downloading and listening, I really do appreciate it. Um, again, follow me uh, on Twitter at Bradley Lance. Uh, you know, I'll post updates about the podcast if you know when I'm going to record. If I, you know, if I decide to record next week, I'll post and let you guys know and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's it for tonight. So until next time, stay safe out there, uh, have fun, and uh, be good to each other. Be good to yourself and. Uh, Rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg.